Hello everybody, I'm Sean and welcome back to the Croc Time Podcast, delivering weekly updates on markets and geopolitics, providing you with valuable insights and unique perspectives on events and trends shaping the world. Today's episode will investigate oil's role in the 2007-2008 financial crisis. Demand for oil between 2001 and 2008 increased dramatically, while supply stagnated, leading to an oil price shock which greatly contributed to the economic recession in 2008. Let's explore oil's demand and supply leading up to the recession, its role in the crisis, and let's cut to the chase. The price of oil is anything but stable and fluctuates over time. It can exhibit abrupt changes in very short time periods triggered by dramatic events. These dramatic events for the oil industry lead to disruptions in oil flows, causing prices to spike and are usually called supply shocks. Supply shocks can have terrible consequences for the economy, potentially leading to recessions. In fact, elevated oil prices are highly correlated with economic recessions. The Middle East, the biggest oil producing region in the world, has seen numerous oil price shocks in the last few decades. Each of these oil supply shocks has had devastating consequences for the rest of the world. On October 17, 1973, the OPEC alliance announced it would cut production by 5% until Israel abandoned all its territories it conquered after the Six-Day War in 1967. This led to a 41% increase in the price of oil in less than six months. The decision unleashed a wave of inflation throughout all the 70s that would lead to stagflation. This would only be resolved in the early 1980s. In the wake of the Iranian Revolution in 1979, the country's oil production fell from 6 million barrels per day to just 1 million in a matter of months. This more than doubled oil prices in the following 12 months, leading to a global economic recession. The Iranian Revolution was followed right after by Iraq's invasion of Iran in 1980. Oil production from both of these two top global producers plunged and triggered global economic recessions and inflation in the early 1980s. The American Federal Reserve was forced to hike rates to unbearable levels to fight off inflation, which led to yet another economic recession. The Gulf War in 1990 also led to a large uptick in prices, which contributed to the 1990 recession in the US. As you can tell, all these supply shocks caused by geopolitical events led to very high oil prices which eventually caused recessions, inflation, and instability. Let's now look into the 2007-2008 oil price shock because interestingly, it was completely different from the previous ones. The causes of the 2008-2008 oil shock were unrelated to events that disrupted markets 
but were solely caused by supply and demand factors. Extremely strong demand and stagnating world supply were the main factors that led to this shock. While no major supply disruptions happened, the consequences of the oil price spike on the economy were largely the same as in previous occasions. In fact, a recession has always followed an oil price shock. But how and why did oil demand speed up towards 2007 and 2008? The 1990s and 2000s are the decades when China's economy took great leaps forward. The country experienced spectacular economic growth, especially between the years 2000 and 2007, reaching a high of 14%. The China shock upended trade and the world economy, manufacturing being the prime example. Oil, of course, was no exception. Up until 1993, China was self-sufficient in oil production, which greatly supported its economic development, in contrast to the rise of other East Asian states, such as Japan and South Korea. Driven by China and other emerging markets, such as India, world oil consumption soared from 68 million barrels per day in 1994 to 87 million in 2008. Just for reference, between 1973 and 1993, oil consumption rose by only 10 million barrels. This massive rise in oil demand is unprecedented and surprising. China's spectacular growth, propelled by its entrance in the WTO, made it one of the leading global consumers of oil. What makes this demand upward surprise even more impressive is that oil consumption in some leading European countries actually declined between 1993 and 2008. Turning to the supply side, oil prices had remained low between the mid-1980s and 2001, excluding the Gulf War impact. During this time, oil production remained relatively stable. Given low oil prices, companies reduced investment, increased dividend payouts, all the while oil fields matured. As the oil shocks from the 70s and early 80s came to an end, a relative calm emerged in the oil market. Major oil producing countries weren't interested in increasing production. When demand started picking up quickly in the early 2000s, oil companies were caught off guard and were unable to pump more oil because their oil fields just weren't producing as much as they used to. Major non-OPEC producers saw oil production fall in the period. This greatly contributed to the mismatch between supply and demand. Between 2003 and 2007, imbalances in the market only grew. U.S. oil production fell steadily from the middle of the 1980s and this fall accelerated in the early 2000s. North Sea production also peaked up until the year 2000 and started falling steadily from then onwards. Cantarell Field in Mexico was producing over 2 million barrels of oil per day in 2004. 
By 2007, production had fallen to around only 1.4 million barrels. Indonesia's production declined to the point it became a net oil importer and dropped out of OPEC in 2008. Certain smaller scale supply shocks also affected the market. Following the US-led invasion of Iraq in 2003, almost 3 million barrels of oil per day went offline. While it did recover somewhat shortly after, only in 2013 did production exceed 3 million barrels per day. As we can clearly see, the supply picture was choppy and production struggled to meet incredibly high demand from emerging markets, forcing prices to increase considerably. To summarize it all, in the early 2000s, oil demand picked up considerably as China emerged on the global stage while world oil production remained stagnated. Just for perspective, between 2001 and 2007, oil prices tripled. Prices further went up in 2007 and 2008, reaching an all-time high of 145 US dollars per barrel in real terms in July 2008. This was followed by a spectacular price collapse right after. Now that we know why oil prices were high leading up to 2007 and 2008, let's now try to understand their role in the economic recession. I like to consider the 2007-2008 crash as the culmination of multiple crashes which include housing, economy and the banking sector. Let's first go over housing. The American housing sector reached its peak in 2006 and remained on a downward spiral for several years after, with sharp falls in 2007, 2008 and 2009. While American manufacturing contracted in the early 2000s due to China's rise, the US economy actually grew because of a great housing boom that started in the late 1990s. Subprime lending, where uncreditworthy people were able to take out mortgages, played a significant part in this boom. However, in June 2004 and into 2006, the Fed started tightening rates because of increasing oil prices. As rates rose, more and more subprime borrowers struggled to refinance and make interest payments. Once housing prices started falling in 2006, a downward spiral took a hold of the entire housing market. Subprime borrowers defaulted, banks foreclosed on their homes, pushing prices down further, but dragging yet more mortgage holders underwater. How did the Fed respond to all of this? The Fed knew that tightening rates had a negative impact on the housing market, but it was more worried by rising oil prices and the threat of inflation spiraling out of control. But eventually, the housing problem forced it to act. During a national foreclosure crisis in 2007, the Fed was forced to start to lower interest rates. But just at the same time, the oil price shock only accelerated further. Oil prices rose 60% between September 2007 and July 2008. 
the Fed was unable to combat two opposite problems with monetary policy and was forced to sacrifice one with the other. Let's now move over to the second crash, the economic recession. The recession began in the US towards the end of 2007 and then moved to the Eurozone and the UK in early 2008. The recessions were essentially caused by the US housing crash and the oil price shock. Higher interest rates further slowed growth. Furthermore, as oil prices accelerated from 2007 and into 2008, consumer confidence fell and consumer spending plummeted. People were forced to cut back on spending as prices at the pump reached unbearable levels. At the same time, high oil prices led to higher inflation in 2008. US inflation for the year stood at 3.9% a level it hadn't seen since the oil price shock of the Gulf War in 1990. The European Central Bank raised interest rates in July 2008 to fight the inflationary potential from the very high oil prices, unaware that the continent was already in a recession. The recession that ensued, caused in a large part by high oil prices, further worsened the housing shocks and the banking crisis that emerged in the same period. As we stated earlier, the third shock was the banking crash. On the 9th of August 2007, there was a run on the repo markets that started with the French bank BMP Paribas. The rest is history and will not be explained in this podcast given its focus on oil. It is incredible to see how the price of oil can have severe consequences for an economy and lead to recessions, inflation and instability. The role of oil in the global economy is often overlooked. For example, the approval rating for a sitting US president is inversely correlated with the price of oil at the pumps. No wonder Joe Biden was stressed out when prices increased last year following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Thankfully, by the November midterm elections, they had somewhat decreased. Oil's impact and its geopolitics, which we will certainly have time to expand, are such fascinating topics. Their role in the financial and economic crisis of 2007 and 2008 are always overlooked. We always only focus on the banking crisis, which, while it is important, is only one single part of the story. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Croc Time. Please leave a review and follow me on Instagram, and I'll be back next time with more insightful research.